almost at the halfway point in January, and finally we're starting to see less of the Christmas music on the charts and start seeing some more new music come out. There was a couple of songs that kind of slipped under my radar for 2020, and I want to talk about those a little bit too, but we're going to be doing our first music meeting of 2021. Joining me right now, we have Scott Mitchell. Welcome to The Tim Gavin Show, a holistic look at music and pop culture. Uh, A buddy of mine just uh, messaged me. He just listened to last week's podcast. He said... He says there was so much trash on that list that reminded me how awful 2020 was for music. <laughs> yeah, looking back, like it wasn't it wasn't that great. Like it yeah. At least the stuff that was hits anyways. Like I thought there was I thought that 2020 in general was a really great year for music, but music that was like generally like outside of the pop charts. Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's there's some decent stuff, and we've got de- just like there's some really cool stuff on this list, and I, I I think I also picked out a few duds. Yeah, uh, we'll get to the duds that are in there because there are some duds. Uh, yeah, but we start off with a cover of a Coors classic by Carolyn uh, pa- Polachek. It's called Breathless, of course. Yeah, and you know, just outside the mainstream, Caroline Polachek, she's been kind of making waves in indie circles for the past couple of years. Yeah. And you know, I'm just, I'm really excited to see some love and appreciation for the cores because, as you know, Scott, I am actually a huge fan, at least of their first three or four albums. The new stuff doesn't really do much for me, but yeah, Breathless, an iconic song. I really like this take on it, but. I do like the original more. Uh, yeah. Uh, going back to what you said there, uh, Tim was always excited when we were uh, working together and I would drop Breathless into the log. <laughs> uh, you have no idea. <laughs> well, I could just picture you in that studio jamming out, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, nonetheless, yes, I uh, I do like the chorus version a little bit more. This one is just... it it's It's all right, but... What gets me is it's basically cores with auto-tune. A little bit. And, you know, I, I've grown to accept auto-tune and even embrace it in some cases. But, yeah, you are kind of right there. And I feel like it lacks a punch, you know? Like, when you get when you get into the chorus on the chorus verse, you just have this, like, bam! Yeah, there's... And it's not there on this cover. Yeah, whereas yeah. There's, not re- there's not really a hook, really at the end of the day for that cover. So, uh, yeah, not yeah. gonna, not doing it for and me. And I found out this next one, this day. is also a cover, uh, Crosses, The Beginning of the End. This is a side project from the lead singer of Deftones and not really what you'd expect from um, like one of the, the biggest names in alternative metal, but his voice just works so well for it. Sounds very... Uh, Depeche Mode to me as well. Yes, 100%. <laughs> like you could totally tell where they got their influence with it. Yeah. And yeah, so like I said, this is a cover too. And, you know, I, I listened back to the original. And sorry, I'm just going to look up the name of who did the original. Let's see. Okay. Here. It's originally done by a group called Cause and Effect, who are active 
in mostly in the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say what they were active for like one song and this was it. No, no, they actually had like a 1990 and 2010 and last year they actually called it quits. Oh, interesting. All right. Yeah. Um Love is out with a new one to ring in the new year. It's called 2021. Yeah, and I kind of like it. I I generally like like Love's voice. I like his music, though the production on this track in particular felt a little bit too lo-fi for my taste. Yeah, like there were some like really nice lush instruments right in the background, but I feel like his like his voice was way too up in the front. Not enough of the music in the background. Like if they just like crank that up when they were mastering it, it would have been a lot better. I will say though, it's uh, it's like he knows how to tell us how we're feeling, because yeah, <laughs> like not only with this one, but the song that came out right at the start of the pandemic, "Modern Loneliness," like it was like, oh my god, this is this is us right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely is. Does the name Olivia O'Brien does that ring a bell for you? Uh, it didn't, and then I heard this song, and I'm like, uh, okay, I don't actually mind this one. Yeah, like, she kind of reminds me a little bit of Jesse Reyes, but, like, a little bit, um... Better? Yeah. <laughs> That's the word you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, this song has a similar feel to 2021, minus the flaws, like this feels like 2021, but better. True. Uh, I get what you're saying there. It's it it's it's got a very similar vibe to it at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if I'm picking between the two, I'm taking the Olivia O'Brien one any day. Yeah. I also really like the part at the end where all her layers were just like her vocals were layered up oh, yes. like that and just harmonizing. I thought that was just a really nice touch. Really great way to wrap up that song. Here's a name we haven't heard in a while. Barry Gibb. Yes. And he, uh, the last remaining member of the Bee Gees is making a country album. Yeah, so it's it's from the Gibb Brothers songbook. Um, and it's called Green Fields. The song is called Words, and he did it with Dolly Parton. And I thought this was just a very lovely song. It's very mundane, though, to me. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a good song, but it's kind of boring at the same time. A little bit, but I don't know. Like, maybe like a little bit of boring. That's just what we need right now. And I, I just like, I like the instruments. I like how laid back it is. Dolly Parton sounds great on here. And Barry Gibb, he, he still has it. He's still got that voice. I uh, I will say, you know, being that I'm, I'm on the country side of things now, it's there's a good chance this isn't going to go all that far. And the reason being, I know what you said about, well, maybe boring is kind of what we need right now. Right now, everybody is still looking for the happier, upbeat songs to add when and where they can. Like uh, th those feel good ones like... Um, Thomas Ritz, What's Your Country Song, that we've talked about before. Um, Darius Rucker has one out called Beers and Sunshine, where the, the line is, the only BS I need is beers and sunshine. So stuff like that is what people are looking for right now on the country side of things. 
Yeah, and not only that, but I find like a lot of the legacy country artists, they don't, a lot of their new stuff just doesn't get played anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, like this this clearly isn't a, a a singles project. Like this is meant to be like digested as a whole. Like this is for like the, those dedicated Bee Gees fans who are also like kind of into country, kind of curious to see where- <laughs> That's a, that's a wide range there. <laughs> I mean, hey, you never know. Like, believe it or not, it's like a lot. Of, I know a lot of people, mostly in my family, who this album would be right up their alley. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and then we have a new one from Black Bear, and he's teaming up with Wiz Khalifa on this one. It's called Cheers. I don't know what it is about this one, but it feels very inauthentic. You also, like, are just not a huge fan of Black Bear in general. Not really, no. Like, <laughs> uh, but I, I again, this is just my opinion. But yeah, like I don't know, he, he just never really clicked for me. Yeah, I mean, he writes some catchy stuff at the end of the day, and performs catchy stuff, but it, it there's no staying power with it. Yeah, like um. The one and Hot Girl Bummer, they were they were catchy songs. Don't get us wrong or don't get me wrong anyway. But this one is just meh. Yeah, like Wiz Khalifa definitely, you know, sounding better on this track. Like I like I like how he sounds, but I don't know, like it just. Maybe it's just the whole tone of the song, too, because like it's very like. You know, depression but memes if that makes any sense <laughs> yep yeah and that's definitely like one subset of the internet that i've just like never really understood so i'm i'm definitely not the target demo for this track but yeah it just it just doesn't do much for me i don't i don't like it at the end of the day though memes are gonna get us through this global pandemic <laughs> oh yeah ed sheeran afterglow this is the kind of song that I've been waiting for a long time for Ed Sheeran to make. Like, you know, you didn't really hear this too much on Divide and not at all on Number Six Collaborations Project. Like, where has this Ed Sheeran been since Multiply? To be fair, Ed Sheeran is one of those people who basically um, tries everything he possibly can. Yeah, like he is at that rare that rare point in his career so early on where he can pretty much do what he wants. So I respect him for that. And I just I wish that he'd more release more stuff like this. I'm trying to get the story up here. I, I saw something yesterday about Ed Sheeran that I wanted to talk about now that we're talking about Afterglow. Um He is planning his comeback as kind of a, a DJ? Really? Yeah, I'm trying to... Oh, I, I found the, the link. I'm just trying to get it open here now. Uh, so basically, after he released Afterglow, uh, his next project is going to be a remix of Passenger's song, Sword from the Stone. And rather than putting his own name to the track, Ed's also going to release it under the moniker Gingerbread Mix. Gingerbread mix? Gingerbread mix. You're serious? 100%. <laughs> All 
variety of that. Basically, uh, an insider told, uh, who was it? Some sort of... Um, some sort of newspaper, I can't find the name at the moment, basically said they've stayed really good mates. And when Passenger asked Ed if he would be up for working together, he said yes right away. Getting together in studio wasn't an option in 2020, but Ed has produced the new remix and they both love it. Again, you know, as long as he's enjoying it, that's the main thing. You do but you. <laughs> there, yeah, Ed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But personally, I was kind of hoping for this next al- this next era of Ed Sheeran that it wouldn't just be him and a guitar. Like I, I'm, I'm still kind of hoping for the day when he actually like recruits a full band because I think that would really like make his live show so much more amazing. True, true. Um, that being said, at the same time, he does a, a great show on his own. Oh, absolutely! Like. Seeing him live is what made me a fan of Ed Sheeran in the first place. But it, at the same time, you know, it's it does make me curious. Like, how would he sound with like having like an extra guitar player, a bass player, someone on the piano, maybe a drummer? I just I think that would be really cool too. Might bring a, a new level of energy to the show. I think is what yeah. we're looking for here. <laughs> uh, okay. Do, speaking of energy, yeah. A whole lot of energy on this one from Dua Lipa and Kylie Minogue, a remix of Real Groove, which was on Kylie Minogue's latest album. Yeah, it's the Studio 2054 remix, and uh, this is a project that Dua Lipa has been working on, and it sounds great. It does. Like, if you are a fan of future nostalgia, pick up Kylie Minogue's new album because it is very much in that same vein of, like, you know, 80s, 70s disco, dance music revival. It sounds very similar, but also, you know, Kylie Minogue's great voice added onto that as well. It is it is just a wonderful pop music experience. Absolutely. And you... Uh... I, I mean, you're going to get that a little bit with Kylie Minogue anyway, considering just how long she has actually been around. People, a lot of people just, uh, I think a lot of us seem to forget that she's been around doing music since the 80s. Yeah, but, you know, that just goes to show how talented she is. Like, she can be just, like, still be going at it for, like, decades later and still sound super fresh. Like, her cover of Locomotion was released in 87. Yeah, like, well, that long ago? I thought I thought it was more recent for some reason. No. I was thinking, like, mid-90s, but No, wow. well, Can't Get You Out of My Head was 01. Yeah, so that was actually my introduction to Kylie Minogue. I think that was a lot of people our age's introduction to Kylie Minogue. <laughs> Let's be Probably. honest. Yeah. Uh, Haley Witters and uh, Little Big Town she's teaming up with. It's uh, a new country artist called, uh, and she's got a song out called Fill In My Cup. Yeah, and I I like this song a lot more than I thought I would. Like, you know me, I've been kind of like getting tired of the whole drinking songs especially after 2020 but you know this one i can kind of get behind it's it's some great singing it's it sounds like summer yeah uh to say that that you're kind of getting tired of the drinking songs they're not going away it's country music man yeah <laughs> beers and trucks <laughs> beers and trucks and oh a lot of trucks coming up later oh yeah uh That'll be interesting. Uh, in fact, when we talk about that, I do have another song that I don't think we've talked about that 
got released and I forgot to mention it to you. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Nonetheless, uh, this one is definitely a Tim pick. Yes. Well, it's it's an artist that I'm familiar with that I that I haven't listened too deeply into. But, you know, seeing that they had some new stuff, figured I'd check it out. Uh, dubstep producer Excision with guest vocalist Wales called The Last Time. Kind of a kind of a standard EDM ballad, mm-hmm. but I really like the drop on it. Yeah, it's uh, I, I didn't think I was going to get hooked in like I did. Yeah. So it, it, but yeah, it, it's it's pretty good. I'll give you that one. Um, the other one uh, that we're talking about now, uh, a double header from Kings of Leon. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear new music from them. The Bandit and a hundred thousand people, and I quite enjoyed how well these two songs flowed together. Yeah, like if you listen to them back to back, they just very much flow into each other. Like, I thought I was listening to the same song, honestly. <laughs> really? I don't know. Like, I thought 100,000 people. It, it sounded a little bit different, but, you know, they they do definitely, like, have this, you know, very similar vibe to it. Um, now, this is coming from a perspective of not a hardcore Kings of Leon fan, so I'm very much hung up on their Only By The Night sound. So mm-hmm. take that how you will but I enjoyed this a lot. And my one gripe with the bandit is that I feel like the vocals were a little bit too quiet. Right. Yeah. Um, I can agree with that. I, I, uh, which out of the two do you prefer though? Hmm. I prefer a hundred thousand people just cause it is a little bit more laid back. Like, this one is for sure going to go into my post-pandemic summer playlist. Oh, you're already planning that, hey? Like I said before, we should have something to look forward to, and I just want to do that. It's just, this is my way of, you know, keeping that positivity in my life. Just, you know, having good hopes for the future and, well, being prepared for if they eventually come around, you know? Yeah, for sure. I get you. Um, and then Dead Mouse channel 43 it's a it's um who's he collaborating with on this one wolfgang gartner yeah so they've worked together before um another song of theirs animal rights you might be more familiar with yeah i recognize that one yeah yeah and this is this is the dead mouse that i think that i like the most like this this sound that's like super funky kind of disco-y but also like has that like i guess signature dead mouse production to it I really love the way this sounds. And um, actually, as soon as I got home from work yesterday, I went right over, over to Beatport and bought the single. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, uh... So I've been kind of spinning it on my uh, my DJ controller and mixing it in with a bunch of other songs. And I've just been having so much fun <laughs> listening to it over and over again. Uh, and, and I think this is kind of what uh, a lot of people who aren't like super huge Dead Mouse fans were kind of hoping for from him because like people like me, I don't listen to dead mouse all that often. And to me over the last uh, couple of years, he's had kind of a lot of duds. I disagree. Like, I think he's had a lot of good stuff. It's just nothing doing it for me, but to each their own. Right. Yeah. But you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're all we're all allowed to have our opinions. It's just this is just one that we're a little different on. That's okay. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Now we got a new one from Avril Lavigne and Mod Sun. <laughs> I couldn't believe my eyes when I saw featuring Avril Lavigne on this one. I know, but you know, she's still making music, and I didn't mind this. It sounds much like old school Avril to me. A little bit. This actually kind of reminds me of like Machine Gun Kelly's new album, but not quite as good. Like this is like a a slight, a not as good Forget Me Too. Okay. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. And this was actually my first time hearing Mod Sun. I decided to check out a couple other songs of his. And, you know, I like some of his other stuff more than this, but this is pretty good. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, then we've got <laughs> it's a it's a song called "Best Friend," and I feel like we have a lot of songs called "Best Friend" that have come out in the last five years. Uh, this one is "Sweetie" and "Doja Cat." Yeah, and this just has TikTok song written all over it. It, as far as I know, it hasn't started trending on TikTok yet, but I am sure it's gonna come. <laughs> Probably like just like the hook that you have on that song. It just seems like something that would be like showing on a TikTok or something. And, and I mean, both of those two have had relative success through TikTok yes. in the past. So uh, I see where you're going with that one. Uh, and then there's Florida Georgia line with a new one called new truck, which is somehow like, you would almost expect to be like, okay, there's no way that they are actually like going to do that thing and play into our expectations that much, but then they, and do. they do. Yeah. Uh, and I hate it. I realized just how much, how similar they can be as well to Jason Derulo with this song. And it was when I was listening and... Uh, right before they jump into the lyrics, I never noticed this about Florida Georgia Line before, but almost every single one of their songs, they go, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Long Live, which is the one that we're playing right now uh, on our station, they do the exact same thing. I have just had my mind blown. Now that you've pointed that out. <laughs> and I'm never going to unhear that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Speaking of trucks, this is... Uh, have we ever talked about... Um, uh, it, it's going for ads right now. It's been out for about a month, so I don't think we talked about it. But uh, Robin Ottolini is the girl's name, and the song's called F-150. I have never heard that song before. I've never heard of that artist, but just from that title, I'm not sure I do want to. I'm putting it in the group in the chat. You should probably blind react to it. All right. <laughs> These two songs in general. Well, though, I like, like that the F-150 is on fire right at the start. But I mean, you know, if you're if you're panicking at seeing an F-150, like you're you're going to have a hard time because <laughs> they're everywhere. Uh, as for the song, though, um, I, I, I almost expected uh, 
almost like a pickup, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> into the chorus, but it actually slowed down a bit. Yeah, like it kind of, like it built up this momentum and then just took it away. You're not yeah. supposed to do that on a chorus. <laughs> Come on, Robin. This is your debut single. Get with it. <laughs> yeah. Now let's get back to something a little more upbeat. We got a new one from the Foo Fighters, No Son of Mine. Yeah. I've, okay. So I was, um, when was this? Was, was this a New Year's release? Yes, actually it did. Yeah. It came out right at midnight. Yeah, so I was sitting, I, I was obviously still awake because I wanted to just see 2020 out like every other person in the world. Not me, uh, I just went to bed at 11. Oh. <laughs> well, I was I like, was, it's, it's midnight in Alberta, good enough, good night. <laughs> to be fair, you were also still working that week, so you were working that morning. Yeah. So, I, whereas I was off on my Christmas staycation. Um, but when I saw it pop up in my email, I'm like, are they covering Genesis? <laughs> I I actually, I didn't hear any Genesis in this at all. You know what I heard? I well, heard a mix of Rammstein and Zach Brown Band. I only say that because of the title. That's a Genesis song. Right. <laughs> right. Not the style of song, <laughs> but the name of the song. At first, and I had to go find it on YouTube right away. At first, I thought they were covering Genesis. Makes sense. But I don't know, though. I feel like I feel like Dave Grohl, he'd probably like cover something else. Maybe like um... Land of Confusion. <laughs> no, not even Land of Confusion. I'm. Jesus, he knows me. You know that one? Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like he'd do a really good job at that one. I feel like there's ones like Land of Confusion, though, that, I mean, they've been covered before by rock disturbed. groups. Right? So, well, yeah, Distur Disturbed in particular. So I, I feel like he could, I feel like they would do it and uh, do whatever Genesis song they wanted and do their own thing with it, really. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because, you know, Dave Grohl and Phil Collins, they do kind of have like a, a slightly similar musical trajectory in the case that they both started out as drummers and then became frontmen. True. True. So uh, let's make this happen. Don't just release a song called No Son of Mine. Release that song called No Son of Mine and also do the cover of the Genesis song, please. But do it as the B-side. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, a track, Farrick Don, Alan Maklovich, Freak Coppins, Donald Breedlove. That's a whole list of names that are involved with this. Uh, it's called My Own Way. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, so many names on a song that is, well, the radio edit is relatively short. I think, like, the full version is, like, five, five six minutes. But, yeah, this two and a half one, you know, I like it. I really like this kind of electronic music. Like it's, you know, it's simple, it's catchy, it's nice yeah. and bright. Like I'm just, I, I am all for this. And I don't mind a track at all. Like Push was a catchy tune, man. It is. And well, a, a track and like just a Andrew Watts Watt stuff in general is just so good. And the guy is just, you know, so prolific right now. He's been doing a lot of production on a lot of different uh, artist stuff this year. For sure. Uh, continuing on in the electronic realm, David Guetta, Kid Cudi, and Memories, the 2021 remix. 
Yeah, and this is another one where I prefer the original. Okay. But, you know, I like this remix a bit too. It, it kind of has a different context, and, you know, I, I can see uh, this being, like, real, pretty decent on the dance floors as well. Like, you could, like, the production... Once we can finally have dance floors? When we finally have dance floors, yeah. Like, obviously, like, it's not, like, a crucial must-listen for your casual David Guetta fans, but, you know, if you're a DJ or if you're a David Guetta super fan, then, you know, pick it up. It's it's pretty decent. For sure. And finally, we have come to something different for once from Justin Bieber. Yeah, it's very different from what was what you heard on Changes and throughout 2020. Yeah, so this one is called Anyone. It is a completely different vibe from Lonely, from Holy, hell, even the one he did with Shawn Mendes' Monster, which we have ranted about in the past. And I find it very encouraging in a way that the first major single from a pop star in 2020 was Justin Bieber's Yummy. And the first major single from a pop star in 2021 was Anyone. And 2021, just because of that, is already so much better. <laughs> yeah. But you got to wonder, like, is Justin Bieber just, like, rushing out some new songs just to make everyone forget about changes? Or is this just, like, a one-off thing while he, before he goes on to, like, a bit of a break? I, I think you're just going to have people in general, artists in general, rushing out a bunch of songs right now because they have had literally all the freaking time in the world like we all have so what have they been doing they have been honing their craft and trying to release some new stuff because and i've said this time and time again it's about that time we are going to start seeing major releases drop we've already seen it with evermore from taylor swift we saw wonder from sean mendez you're you're gonna see a lot of those big name artists coming out with albums here right away yeah i really hope so because like there was already a lot of really good stuff that was delayed in 2020 like i've already said that you know when i was talking about my favorite songs that probably one of my favorite 2021 albums is probably one that you know if it was released last year it would have been my top one for 2020 yeah yeah so out of the entire list uh which one are you taking for as to what's going to actually do things. Well, I have a couple picks. So my favorite song of the bunch is that new Dead Mouse and Wolfgang Gartner track, Channel 43. That one is my favorite out of all this list. The one that I think is going to be the biggest hit is probably Best Friend, Sweetie and Doja Cat. Ooh, you're taking the underdogs on this one. Yeah, I, I like doing that. Because I I was going to take uh, Ed Sheeran as biggest I hit. I was going to pick that, but it's already kind of on the chart at uh, number 32 this week. So I, I don't know. Like, I I was going to pick it, but it almost felt a little too easy. That's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, though, uh, and and this is where the struggle where I struggle with picking the Saweetie one um, is, yes, you get a lot of influence on radio from TikTok now. Um, and then that, of course, translate in, translates into streams and album purchases and this, that, and the other thing. Yes. Uh, but where I struggle is a lot of the, the TikTok songs that make it to radio haven't been moving up 
the charts as fast. It's still like there's this almost, um, it, there's this stigma, I guess, kind of thing, I guess you could say, about yeah. adding those and putting those in power. Like the biggest one I could probably think of is uh, 24K Golden and Mood. That was right. tic- that that made this big splash off of TikTok, and is sitting at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 again. Right, but you know, maybe it's just like only temporary. I feel like you know, as time goes on, maybe there will be a little more embracing of TikTok. And I think there will be because, regardless of how we might feel about it, and we've had this conversation before in when we were doing music meetings at work is we got to be playing the stuff that people are talking about. If we're not, we're irrelevant at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to see that if, if it's not, if it doesn't get into power, it'll get into secondary, at least I think going forward with a lot of TikTok songs. If not, then it'll get into that power side of things. So yeah, definitely. Huge thank you to Scott Mitchell for joining me again this week and doing some of the production for this episode as well. I'm Tim Gavin, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week.